Spiritual and Body Series. And this is Keynote Empowerment Inc. Radio. And this is Keynote Spiritual and Body Series. How are you, everyone? Hope you are all doing great. Um, we are here every Wednesday at the Lost Leaves from 7 to 8 a.m. Today we have a topic, kind of a concluding part of last week, but in a different uh, uh, manner. Uh, I'm going to be talking about led by the Spirit, things that can stop us from being led by the Spirit of God. That is, I, I kind of said, led by the Spirit, things that get away from. So uh, just like uh, in a negative form, things that will not help us, things that will stop us, things that will blind us, things that will take us away, some, something like that, okay? Hallelujah. Let's get at it. And if you call in at this time and uh, uh, listen, so you'll be able to get a brand new book, okay? So you can use uh, 646-668-2413. Hallelujah. So our main verse, our um, proof test is uh, Romans. Let's get to Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8. From verse, uh, let's read from verse. Uh, it says, "For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God." <clears throat> Excuse me. For you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of God or the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he will raise Christ from the dead will also be Give life to your mortal bodies through uh, his spirit who dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh, verse 13. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death this of the body, you will live, verse 14. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are sons of God. But you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Join with me now. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for for our brothers, our sisters, wherever they are right now. We lift everyone before you. Touch us. Teach us. Help us to be led by you in every area of our lives. Teach us, mold us, direct us. Speak to us, O God, in the way we should live that pleases you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. We see here in verse 14, 
and 15, a relationship between the father and the son. We see a relationship where between the father and the son and the son and the father. So the moment we are accepted as a children, we have a relationship. He said his only begotten son to us. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. So he sent his son and he is the father. The father and the son relationship. Because he so loved us, right? Now, we also learn from First John chapter 3. It said, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. So we are children of God. They said, what manner? They said, God loves us so much. He, while we were yet sinners, he died for us. We, we, we are not good. We have no, uh, we are dead in trespasses and sin, and yet he had mercy, and, and he forgave us. Right? He uh, died for us. He said, no greater love than this, that a, a, a man died for his friend. First John uh, chapter 15, verse 13. And so many other scriptures like that. So when we go to, for example... First John, First John chapter three. First John chapter three, verse sixteen. Say so by this we know love, because He laid down His life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. So our goal now is to lay down our lives for one another, to love. Now, let's see verse first John chapter first John chapter two, okay <clears throat> Hallelujah. Are you there? First John chapter chapter four, I mean. First John chapter four from verse seven. Okay. It says, Beloved, we love one another, for God loved us, right? He loved us. And everyone loves everyone who loves is born of God. He knows God. So he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So God is love. And he loved us, and he died for us, right? Verse uh, 9 says, Indeed, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Indeed, is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Love, if God so loves us, we also ought to love one another. We also ought to love one another. 
Remember last week I talked about the mind. So um, these are uh, difficult lifestyle that if not with our mind that we have to recharge or rewind to act this way is absolutely impossible in our fleshly so the mind is so essential that we now begin to renew our mind the scripture says begin to change the way we think the way begin to change the way we see things begin to see the way we feel and change it and live the way God wants us to live and let God lead us by his spirit very important you see so if God abides in us and we abide in him then we are able to be led by him he is abiding in us and we are in him so he has given us his spirit and we are able to see we are able to testify and we are able to follow. Hallelujah. So remember that God so loved us. We also ought to love one another. First John four eleven. Again, remember that God so loved the God so loved the world, and that is loving us. And we also ought to love one another. We also love uh, love one another. Amen. So, so faith without works is dead. You remember, faith is what pleases God. Faith is what pleases Him. If we do not have that faith, that move mountains. We are now able to please him. Okay. So let's go to Hebrew. Hebrew chapter 11, verse 6. Okay. Hebrew 11, 6. He said, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a reward of those that diligently seek him. So, he requires us to seek him, requires us to believe in him, requires us to know that we must follow through with what we are saying. We must be faithful, we must have faith, we must believe. Uh, no one believes. And without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So when we come, at, when we come to Him, we must believe that He is God. We must believe that He will do what He says He will do. He's God. He will. He will do it. And with faith, we must accomplish it with what works. Faith without works is dead. James says so. Faith without works is dead. Okay? Go to James chapter 2. 
sorry, I'm kind of giving you a lot of scripture today. Faith chapter two, uh, James chapter two, James, James chapter two, wrong verse fourteen. Okay, hope you are there already. James chapter two, wrong verse fourteen. Okay. I'm going to read there. It said, What does it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he has faith, have not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister is be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? Even so, faith, if it had not walked, is dead, being alone. So, hope you understand what is said here. And one of you said unto them, Depart in peace, be warm, and, be, and fail, notwithstanding, notwithstanding, you give them not those things which are needful to the body, that does it prophets. So works implies actions which follow the love. Faith and works of faith and action. And works of faith are not of love. So we must practice love and mercy. And this has to be those things that will show uh, those who have not shown mercy will not have will not receive mercy. That is faith without works is dead. Faith must be accompanied by works. That is genuine faith will naturally produce good works. Like the instance of what I read. It's not just sufficient to expect that fellow to be warmed. We must, in excellence, in appreciation of the love that we have for that person, go ahead and be able to assist that person. So it's not just sufficient to pray. So whatever you have, you give. That is doing what we say. That is doing what will be needed at that material time. Okay. And that is what John is saying uh, in his book. First John chapter 2 is verse, uh, verse 23. First John chapter 3. He said, by this we know love, because he laid down his life for us. We also ought to lay down our life for the brethren. Verse 17 says, I say verse 23, verse 16, I mean, I'm sorry. Verse 16 says, by this we know love, because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren, for the brethren. Verse 17 says, but whosoever has this worst goose and see his brother in need and shut up his heart from him. How does the love of God abide in him? So you can see faith 
to conceive love, um, belief, um, action, love, they are all meandering, uh, interwoven together. Uh, they are uh, following one another, accomplishing one another, helping, helping one another to fulfill one purpose, and that is of Christ. That we have to love, we have to have faith, and we have to act to do it. We have to believe. Now, look at Hebrew, the book of Hebrew, the, the one we just read not too long ago. Okay. And this will help us, and this will help us very much in our work with the Lord, in being able. Okay. Remember, faith is what this is seen. Okay. So let's see uh, here. Faith, um, um, Hebrew chapter three. Okay, Hebrew chapter three. Let's see from uh, uh, from from fourteen. It says, "For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end." Okay, now. He said, why it is stated today, if you if you will hear his voice, you know having your heart as in rebellion. For he for who having heart rebelled, indeed was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now with whom was he angry forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose cups fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not his rest, but to those who did not obey? For we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. You see unbelief here playing out with disobedience. Unbelief leading to death, uh, failure of the wilderness, uh, wanderers to be obedient, to the command of the law, to follow through with what the law has instructed them to do, and that comes from unbelief, not believing in the law that took them from, uh, took our forefathers from Egypt. Unbelief is a great thing because it leads us away from God, and when we are, and when we are led away from God. In essence, it is a stubborn refusal to trust in the truthfulness of his work. It's a stubborn refusal of what? For us, truthfulness of his work. Hallelujah. So now we must realize that if we are to continue in the faith, it is very important for us to believe. So believers must hold their, their faith firmly to the end of their lives if they are to be partakers of Christ. So we believers, we children of God, we sons of God, must continue in the faith that we have. 
in him. So we must hold our faith family to the end if our lives must depend on him if we are to be partakers of Christ. Hallelujah. If we are to be partakers of Christ, we must continue in our works of faith, we must continue in our work family to the end of our life if we are to be partakers of Christ. In essence, we must work every day. We must trust in him every day. We must not be stubborn. We must be uh, believe in the truthfulness of his word. Hallelujah. I hope this explains this. Now we go to the next stage. <clears throat> no fleshly stuff. No anger. No. We talk about hatred, right? We talk about hatred. We talk about we 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 talk about love. Uh, now we, let's talk about fleshly stuff. No anger. No bitterness. No rashly talk. No obscene language. Things before us. We must be holy as he is holy. See, we talk about no doubting, faith, we already talked about that. And um, uh, worrying, see, worrying. So we'll see what we do about worrying. No, if, if you are a child of God, we are not to worry. We are his children. See, we must trust and believe in him, see, and stealing, lying, selfishness. So we are not to yield to other gods. Uh, other gods are idolatry uh, or involve ourselves with other gods, okay? That's absolutely important. Now, let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, then we see verse, uh, verse 3, okay? Remember that we were dead in our trespasses and sin, okay? Verse, verse 1 says, stayed up, now verse 3. It says, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lost of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we are by nature children of wrath, even as others. And we thank God that God, you say, but God in verse 4, and who's rich in mercy, and he delivers us, right? Delivers us, and by grace we have been what saved. So we thank God for what the Lord has done. So most of the time, we fulfill the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And these are things that we stop the flow of we hearing or following or walking with him. Okay? These are the things that we want stop the flow and, being, and making us not being able to follow him. But you see uh, the walking of the flesh in nearly every scriptures. You find it in James, you find it in Timothy, you find it in Titus, you find it in Romans, while we were yet sinners, and all uh, so many areas. And and uh, and 
the Lord knew all this and he helped us uh, in various ways to tell us that this is what I, you guys, we need to get get out of in, for us to be able to follow him. Now, look at James chapter 4. He said, for when comes wars and fightings among you, come they not hence even of your loss that war in your members, you see, is lost. Lost of the flesh, lost of the eye, the pride of life. So those three things stuff. They are the things that can stuff uh stop the the flow uh, being able to we are able to be alienated from our works with the law. Lost. Okay. Now you look at here that war in your members, verse two says you lost, I have not I have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war yet you have not because you ask you ask and receive not, because you ask and means that ye may consume it upon your lust. So the drive uh, the quest for the things of the flesh is lost. And lost on itself is a Greek word that means epitomia. Uh, it's saying a longing, especially for what is forbidden. Especially for what is what? Forbidden. You, we lost and we have concupiscence and we have a desire and we go after even though it is forbidden, uh, the desires of the flesh and of the mind, you see. So, and when we do that, those things become the leader, the lead the, the body. We have the body, we have the soul, and we have the spirit. Now, the spirit is supposed to be the leader because God is spirit. So, if we are to hear our spirit man, they have to be in sync with the spirit of God, and we are able to hear, and we are able to flow, we are able to be in him, we are, he is able to be in us, and we are able to walk, we are able to live in the way he wants us to live. But most often, our spirits are not in sync. In some, in some of us, it's dormant. It's there, it's be born in there, but it's dormant. It's not active. Why? Because it's not being used. It's being overshadowed. It's being uh, led by uh, the, the loss of the flesh. The, the body is, is leading. It's, it's the head of, of the uh, trion of the tripite, uh, uh, the, 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 the three spirit, soul, and body. So the body is leading. The body is the head. So the the body now, uh, so heavy, uh, being carried by the spirit, which is so so small, so, so it will crash. See, so I hope you understand my uh, analogy trying to explain. So what I'm saying is that the spirit is not working. So. The body is the one that is active. Why? Because 
it is being fulfilled by the desires of the world. Desires of the flesh uh, and of the mind coming from the lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. So they become so huge that the spirit is not able to carry. And the spirit is the one supposed to carry the body, carries everything that we have, but it's too heavy. It cannot work because it's dormant. So you can see most of us are not able to be led. We're not able to walk in the work we led, in, 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 uh, which means that the body is leading. Can you imagine where the body is leading? Can you see that? The body is now the one leading. That is death. That is chaos. That is sickness. And that is defeat, failure, disappointment. And that is on a, long, a wrong path. We are on a wrong path. But we thank God that God is not a God that who uh, <laughs> close his eyes. His hands is always stretched out. It's always there. His love is always there. So we can always recalibrate. We can always come back and say, Lord, forgive us. I blow it. Reposition me again. I will begin to uh, I will begin to walk in the way He wants us to walk. I will begin to hear from Him. We will begin to follow Him. And not so long, I <laughs> hit again by the desires of the flesh and of the mind. We are like in circles. Hallelujah. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. Now look at what I'm saying. First uh, Corinthians chapter. First uh, Corinthians chapter two. Okay. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise. Thank you for your word. We bless you. Now, First Corinthians chapter two. Let's read from verse uh, fourteen. Okay, copy out there. From verse fourteen. Okay. So, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually what the same. So he cannot receive spiritual things. Okay, the flesh will not be able to receive what spiritual things. It's all the spiritual things will receive the spiritual discernment. Okay, because they are spiritually what the same. So natural man cannot receive what? The things of the spirit. But verse 15 says, but he that is spiritual, you see, he that is of the spirit, you are not carnal. Uh, you are uh, uh, religious. You see? You see? But he that is spiritual, that is, we are not carnal. We are just, uh, you know, there are so many religious people, they are, they are not really spiritual. You see? But he that is spiritual, that is, we are not 
Nokana. Uh, um, we are spiritual. Judge all things. So he inquired. He seek God. What do I do? Right? He he scrutinized. He investigated. He determined. He asked questions. The same. Lord, he examined. Uh, he searched. Lord, what what do I say? Do I do you want me to do this? Do you want me to go here? Do you want me to do that? Yet he himself is judge of no one. You see? You understand that? So for who had known the man of Christ that he may instruct him, instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. So in the spirit, we have the mind of Christ. You see? So if we are canon, if we are natural man, we do not have the mind of Christ. See, you will see the case has been building from verse 14. You see, it's a natural man and a spiritual man. So a natural man will not be able to have the mind of Christ, but a spiritual man will be able to have the mind of Christ. Because you see, in our mind, in our in our in our mind, we 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 are thinking. Uh, uh, we have to uh, hate. We have to talk. Uh, uh, trash, we have to insult, we have to uh, do all kinds of evil stuff. So we have to renew our mind in, 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 in a way that we have the mind of Christ and be able to uh, think the way Christ wants us to think, in the way we, we need to act the way we need to do things the way he wants us to do. Because James wants us to be doers of his word and not just listener, not just hearers. And God hate that. He wants us to be doers. Okay, when you talk of doers, let me show you this. Okay? Let's hope you know what I'm talking about in the spiritual man and the natural man. But I want to illustrate the... Um, to be doers of what the Lord says. And let's see what he himself gave as an example. Okay? See, the Lord is so practical. Okay? He's not missing words when he speaks. And he's not joking when he talks. Okay? Mm -hmm. So let's see. The... Yes, uh, Romans chapter Romans chapter five verse eight. You see that uh, for let's read from six. For when we were yet without strength, right? Uh, strength, and that is we are sick, tired, uh, feeble. In due time, Christ died for the ungodly, and me and you, Christ died for us. Okay, verse seven says, "It says for scarcely for a righteous man, we not with one die." Yeah, so he did not just say, it, "For God so left the world," right? And it's only begotten Son, but he actually came and practicalized it. He demonstrated it, and he commended it. 
That is verse 8. You will see that but God commended his love, that he demonstrated his love. Uh, he, he didn't say it. Oh, I'm going to send my son. Uh, I love you guys so much. I'm going to send your son. You know, there are so many of us. They just, they just speak, right? Oh, tomorrow I'm going to send you uh, something that you can take. Tomorrow you will be waiting throughout the whole day. Nothing will happen. Oh, uh, uh, you call, you say, did I even say that? You see? So, but God, verse 8 says, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He practicalizes, he uh, set together, and he did it. You, 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 you uh, we've seen the blood right on the cross, and that is what we cry for every day. That is what helped us. That is what redeemed us. Not the blood of rams or bulls, but the blood of Jesus that delivered us, that redeemed us, that brought he. Uh, brought all our sins on the cross and we have been uh, redeemed and we have been reconciled to Christ and we Christ reconciles to the Father and in him we live and in him we move and have our being so we are now children of God we are joined head with Christ we are a royal priesthood Hallelujah. So God commended his love towards in that while we were acting us, he died for us. Now, you see here um, that uh, fleshly, fleshly lust, uh, anger, hatred, bitterness, rashly talks, obscene tongues, uh, images, things, they spirit of God away from us. Right? We just snuff it out. Okay? So let's see James uh, quickly. The book of James. Okay? Uh, Let's read uh, the second. um, Let's just finish this. Um, Ephesians. Since we are close, let's just talk about that quickly there. Okay? It says for Ephesians chapter 5, that is walking in love, right? And walking in light and walking in wisdom. So time will not permit me to go through all that, but I will just go here and there. <clears throat> verse five, uh, uh, um, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. I'm reading from New King James Version. It says, therefore, be imitators, be imitators of Christ, I mean of God as dear children. We are his children. No father and son relationship or father and daughter relationship. He said, therefore, be imitators of God as dear children of God. So when we are imitators of him, you know, like a father speak, the children will hear. We hear his voice. And you will not hear the voice of any other person. So we go ahead and do what he says, right? So we are imitators, just like father was uh, Jesus 
uh, our father was obedient to his father. So he hear the word. It is he cannot. He said he can of not. He cannot do his own things. Whatever he hears from the father, he does. So you you hear you see here the imitators of God as dear children, and this is big. We can talk about this for a long time. Verse two says, "And walk in love, as Christ also loved us and gave Himself for us, an offering, is an a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma." This kind of sum of what we'll be saying. It's and walk in love as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. So we have to put off the fleshly stuff. The, you know, the love is not fleshy. Put away anger, put away hatred, put away bitterness. Now let's talk about rashly talk and all that. It's a verse three said about fornication and all uncleanness. Or conversiousness. Let it not even be named among you as fitting for sin, neither fittingness, nor co- nor nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are uh, coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this, for this, you know that no fornicators, or clean person, nor conversiousness, who is an adulterer. Has any inheritance in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of Christ and God? In in other words, you you don't hear, you don't you you don't walk, you you don't uh, <laughs> uh, you don't listen, right? That is, we don't inherit, we don't hear anything. You know, when you inherit, you you are receiving, right? You have something you are receiving, right? So we are not able to walk. We are not able to follow. We are not able to do the things that we we he wants us to do. We are kind of on our own. You see, uh, verse six says, "He said, let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience." So. The wrath of God will come to those who are disobeying, who are not obedient to the word of God. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. That is, do not join them. Do not fellowship with them. Do not be their friends. Those who do not follow through with what they are saying, right? They are living, but they are not led by the Spirit of God. Everything is going well. Seems to. Yeah. It it seems to be uh, going well, but they are not led by the Spirit of God. You see, there are two scenarios. So you choose one. Now, it's very easy to be led by the Spirit of God, right? Things are hard. You see, things are very hard, or it seems to be very hard. And at the same time, you find somebody, they are not led by the Spirit of God, but things seem to be going well. So you choose, okay? So, okay? Hallelujah. But I will give you praise. Now, I I need, uh, let's go to the book of James. Okay, book of James. 
So James wants us to be doers of the world and not just hearers, okay? So this is absolutely for us, okay? We cannot just hear or read the word of God and not be what partakers of the word of God. Hallelujah. Now, verse 3 from verse 7, I just kind of read that, okay? Uh, was uh, James four uh, seven? Um, before I go to the James, let me read this. Okay, First uh, Corinthians, First Corinthians, First and Second Corinthians chapter six, Corinthians chapter six. Okay, so I hope you are there. <clears throat> now I'm going to talk about agreement with the world by the world we live in. And also I'm going to talk about father and son relationship briefly. Then I will, we will go to James if time permits. I'm just going to kind of rush. Okay. Second Corinthians chapter six from verse eleven and eighteen. I don't want to make this part one, part two. I want to talk about this today. Second Corinthians chapter six from verse eleven and eighteen says all ye Corinthians, our mind is open unto you. Our heart is enlarged. You are not straightening us, but you are straightening in your own bodies. Now, for a recompense in the same, I speak as unto my children. Be ye also enlarged. I hope you know that here we spiritual children to Paul. We are like his children. Okay? So we want our heart to be open. We want us to be receptive to his word. Now, Verse 14 says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what concord has Christ with barrier? Or what part has he that believed with an infidel? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore come out from among them, be ye separate. Say the Lord, and touch down the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters. Say the Lord Almighty. Hallelujah. So we must not be partakers of unclean things. We must not things. We must not yoke with idols, yoke with people who are not partakers of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Just the way they talk, you want to talk the way they talk? No. Or acting the way they are acting, you also, you are a child of God, you want to also act the way they are talking, then what difference? Or they are talking, those foolish uh, talking, you also want to belong. You are in the crowd, you also want to belong. And they are talking all those F word, uh, cursing and all that. You want to also act the same way. And you are a child of God. No, it does not work that way. You see, we are either for him or for them. So we cannot be on equally yoked together with unbelievers. No, it does not work that way. We cannot join with them. We must be the light. We must be the salt. We must be the one they have to yoke together with. Okay? 
at all and be able to be a father to them because we are a spiritual father to the unbelievers that just give birth to. So if if they are becoming uh, our children, then we also need to be a father to them, a good father to them, okay? Because we have our spiritual father and we have father and son relationship. Hallelujah. And we must know that there is an agreement with the word of God. So when we make an agreement with the word of God, and that agreement must stand. Hallelujah. So we must not make an agreement with with the world system, but we make an agreement with the word of God, with an agreement with what God stands for. We are not making agreement with the temple of God. We are not making agreement with the idols, but we are making agreement with the God that lives. Hallelujah. Okay? Make an agreement with what? The God that lives. Very important. Okay, now let's go to James. <clears throat> James chapter 4, from verse 11. He said, Do you not speak evil of one another, brethren? He who speak evil of one another and judges his brother speak evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. You see? So we must get away from all this speaking evil of one another, gossiping, murmuring, uh, complaining, right? They just snuff the, the, the Spirit of God from us. We are not able to hear, right? We are not able to hear, okay? And we don't want the Word of God to be choked, right? <laughs> uh, Matthew chapter 4 says this, uh, Matthew chapter 4. When you know when the Lord was talking about uh, uh, the, the the sower, the uh, we're talking about the parable of the sower. Okay, let's read it quickly. <clears throat> Mark chapter four, I guess. Mark chapter four, verse nineteen. Okay, let me read from uh, verse eighteen. And these are they which are sown among tongues, such as when you have a spectrum, read the whole chapter, you see. He said, And these are they which are sown among tongues, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things, and entering in, choke the word of God, and it becometh unfruitful. See, three things, the curse of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in, choke the world and becomes unfruitful. Hallelujah. See, the curse of the world, the worriness, the, uh, uh, the distraction, hearing, we don't hear anymore, we don't follow, we, we don't... Uh, follow him, we don't uh, do the things that he he says. We are not able to hear the sinfulness of riches. The whole day we are thinking about how to make money, wealth, uh, money, possessions. They are all good, but we don't have time for him anymore. You see? And 
And the loss, we talk about loss in so many ways now. Uh, you see the longing, the uh, concourse, the desire, they just come and they snuff the, the Spirit of God. The time is not there anymore, right? So you can see a summary of the three things. See, the cares, the destructiveness of riches, right? And what? The, uh, 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 it's a deceit. It, it would deceive us, right? Uh, uh, the lust of other things entering in choke the word of God uh, it has, that is strangled completely it's, it's a, a Greek word that means to strangle that is to drown to choke right you know when you are choked you can't breathe right so nothing can flow right to strangle completely uh, and becomes what unfruitful and when become unfruitful here they are not able to what bear fruit, right? In in other words, some of them will bear thirty-fold, fifty-fold, and hundredfold. Okay, Hallelujah. <clears throat> now, the, uh, James chapter four. Uh, I mean, James chapter five. Uh, I'm going to read from uh, verse nine. He said, do you not grumble against one another, Brendan? Let you be condemned. Behold, the judge is coming, right? Standing at the door, my brethren. Take the prophet who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we calm them blessed who endure. You see? So grumbling and murmuring, they will just tell us that we are not patient. We are not persevering. Okay? And we ought to what? Persevere. And we ought to us be patient. Okay? Hallelujah. Well, we hope that uh, <clears throat> I hope that uh, this has explained itself and I just want to uh, let us know that uh, we are not to yoke with unbelievers. We have to let the Lord lead us, we have to let let us live the life that He wants us to live. We have to allow the Spirit of God lives. We have to allow Him to speak to us, lead us, and on the flesh dictating to us, speaking to us. And we just want to um, bless you, Father. We just want to thank you for today. We bless you, we worship you, we give you glory. I thank God for today, for there is none like you. Thank God for my brother, thank you, thank God for my sister. If you don't know him right now, I want you to believe in him, trust him. He is God. Let us come to him with our spirit right now in the name of Jesus. If we confess with our mind, Lord Jesus, and believe in our heart that God has risen from the dead, we will be saved. But with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mind, confession is made unto righteousness. So trust him today. Believe in him. Call upon him. Receive him in the way you want to call upon him, the way you call upon him. Believe in him. Let him be your Lord. Let him be your Savior. He died on the cross for you and me. Receive him today. Trust in him. Believe in him. In the name of Jesus. And if you just do that, 
And I thank God for your life, for being a child of God today. And I pray that God has made you his child, live for him, uh, do everything for him. Let him lead you. Let him assist you. Make the faith to shine upon you and give you peace. In the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you. We bless you. Thank you for this beautiful children of yours that you have brought into your kingdom. We worship you. We bless you. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. In the name of Jesus. Amen.